Podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Lake of the Ozarks Podcast, Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You know you can download any of these free apps, any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, Spotify. Every single one of them are free. And in doing so, you would be joining the thousands upon thousands listening every week from all over this blue marble planet. I did not pull up the analytics today, nor did I even remember it was podcast day. I can't even believe it's Thursday already. Oh my goodness, it's been a while since I've been with you and I have just lost track of time. Oh my gosh, all the holidays, all the stuff going on, our summit meetings, amazing. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope this finds you blessed and highly favored today. We just finished up our 10th annual Two Guys in the Bible Winter Summit meetings. If you missed these, go to the Two Guys in the Bible Facebook page. They are there for you, and I think that you are going to want to hear what all these speakers had to say. Very powerful and timely. I may even try to get those into a podcast. I will... Look into working uh, on that uh, here soon. Uh, I couldn't even remember what day it was, so, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. I have no idea. Oh, my goodness. If you remember, we finished up our last series of podcasts. Here we are in the new year. And so what now, Lord? You know, what now? Well, join, join me over in John 10. I want to kind of ease our way into this first one. I, I really am just out of it. I cannot believe it's Thursday. Quick question. What is the main difference between somebody who is a believer in Jesus Christ and somebody who is not a believer? I think it's a believer is one that has a close personal relationship with Jesus. I think that's probably the most obvious major difference between us and those that do not have that relationship, right? They don't have that relationship. So if you are, if you're praying, let's say for a new job and you have an unbeliever over here and they're thinking about a new job, okay, um, is there or should there be any difference in how that's approached by these two people? I would hope so. The unbeliever could gather all the facts and make the best decision that they could, but the believer could do the same in gathering all the facts and also ask God what his will is, and God would then lead the believer. That's how it's supposed to be for us, to be different than the world. And then and then I would hope that you would love to know God's will and how that's way better than your will in any situation. God knows that um, company that you're getting interviewed by, if they're going to go out of business this year or not, right? How they treat their employees. God knows all of that and more. But if you have a thought that, well, God doesn't really speak anymore, then I feel very sorry for you that you can have this relationship with God, call yourself a believer, a Christian, and think that it's okay to have all that with somebody who never speaks to me. I've heard Christians say to me, I never hear God. God doesn't speak to me. How sad is that? That's not very personal. So let me jump into this today, and let me start by saying that um, hearing God is not something that you do, but rather it's someone who you are, one who hears from God. So today, let's break this down, and uh, let's see, what are we calling, we got us a new series, 
I don't know, let's call it hearing. Okay, let's call it hearing. And today let's talk about, I'm a sheep. So just follow me. We see in the Bible how Jesus is contrasting himself as the good shepherd. And then there is the robber. We know that is Satan, John 10 and verse 1. We are sheep and we can hear God. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, that same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. Now, did you hear that? They hear his voice. Not just, well, I sense his presence that is here with us today. No, they hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Now, I am blown away that there are people who think that God has chosen. He's made the choice not to speak to us anymore because, well, I mean, he wrote us this Bible and so we don't need him to speak to us. How sad that we think that God just said, well, I'm done. I gave them scriptures and I'm done talking to these people that I love. I mean, I love them, but I'm done until sometime thousands of years later when I decide to have them all come home to me. But until then, I don't want to talk to them. How horrible of a thought is that? These he calls his children. So we are sheep. We hear his voice and he calls. That's using your voice, right? He calls us by name, his own sheep by name, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. This is Jesus speaking. In verse 11, I am the good shepherd, verse 16, and the sheep I have, which are not of this fold. So real quick now, he's, he's talking about the Gentiles here. He's speaking to Jewish people, and he said, hey, you need to know that I have some other sheep that are not in this fold. They're in another fold. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. They, were, they are going to hear. Now, isn't that awesome? My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, John 10, 27. Is Jesus the shepherd? Are you following him? Then you are a sheep that hears his voice. This is red letter. I don't care what the, Jew, the, the view says. Joy Barfar on the view saying somebody has mental illness because they said that God speaks to them. She said that's mental illness. (laughs) Oh, God bless your sweet little darling heart, Joy. That's somebody in a relationship with God that you obviously don't have. This is Bible. They hear my voice. Three things. Number one, it's innate, meaning you were born with this. It's natural. It's built in. It's hardwired, and God is a speaking God. And the reason that we can communicate with him and hear him is because we are made in his image and he too hears and he speaks. Why create people for the purpose of relationship and then not communicate with them and have a relationship? That would be terrible. To create you and and command you, lead you, pray pray to me, talk to me, but I won't be talking back, but you you can pray, just don't expect an answer. You can ask me questions, but I'm I'm not going to give you any answers. How horrible. That's a lie. This is what separates you and I from animals, that God gave us the abilities to communicate, not just to others, but to him and with him. And he communicates to us. Now, listen, yes, yes, animals can communicate on some level, but not like us. I was watching the Discovery Channel one time, and they had a guy sitting in a room all day listening to whales, right? He had, he had, headphones on and he's listening to recordings of whales 
I mean, I'm talking, this is what he did for a living, hours and hours listening to recordings of whales. And so they asked this guy, what are they saying? And he said, he's saying he's lonely. That's what the guy said. He said, the whale is saying he's lonely. And I thought, no, I think you're the one that's probably very lonely there, buddy, right? You need to get out and talk to some people. Oh, I know you people with your fur babies. I know, just go on and talk to your dog and, and just say this. Say, you're just the stupidest dog I've ever met. Yes, you are, you poor little stupid stinky dog. And what's he going to do? He's just going to wag his tail. And, and, and you know, and then animals. You know, why do dogs bark at night? Anybody know why they do this all night? Bark, bark, bark. But we have dogs next door here. And they just bark at nothing. If I walk out the back door of the church and they can't even see me back there, this guy next door that has these dogs, they can't even see me back there. But if they hear something, they just bark and bark and bark. They don't even know at what or who or if anything's even back there. But just in case, bark, bark, bark. Well, there is communicating going on because I'll talk to them when I say, shut up. And I don't know, maybe I expect the dog one day to just say, hey, sorry, my bad, and just stop. I don't know. I talk to him. What are they saying? I'm trapped behind this fence. Help, 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 help. Then other dogs jump in. Help him, help him, right? They're out there howling. I'm sure they have some communication on some level, but they were not created in his image. But you are in the image of a speaking God, and he created you with the ability to hear him because he said, I am the good shepherd, and my sheep hear my voice. It's innate. You're born with the ability to hear from God. Number two, it's learned. Well, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. You said it. I was, isn't that kind of contrasting? That's a contrasting thought. No, you're born, and you need to learn how to hear from God, right? Children are born, no doubt, with the ability to communicate, but they also need to be taught words. Um, they need to be taught sounds, grammar, uh, languages. They need to be taught how to speak or when to speak or what to speak, right? They need to know all of this, right? They learn. Uh, if I said that we were going to have a class on prayer, you might say, oh man, I need that. Well, even the disciples said, teach us how to pray. But let me remind you that hearing God is the second half of prayer because if you don't pray, okay, well, let's say, okay, let's say if you do pray and you don't hear from God, well, that's the point. No, I know we can make our requests and petitions known to God, but God never intended prayer to be a giving of our to-do list to him to do every morning. He intended prayer to be a communication between a father and his children. And if we would approach it that way and take time to listen as well as speak, I think you would begin to be amazed at what you might hear. But most of us do it like this. It's like someone calling us on the phone and they talk for five minutes and then they hang up before you ever got to say anything back to them. That's how many Christians pray. Hey, morning, God. Hey, I need this and that and the other. Okay, hey, I gotta go. Bye. And God's over here like, hey, I, I was about to say something about that, but okay, okay. So talking to and hearing from God is not dependent upon wisdom or some deep spiritual thing. I, uh, I hate, and, and yes, that's a strong word, but I hate it when people make prayer about something so deep that really most others are not allowed into it. 
I don't see that in my Bible. No, I know there's places in intercession that one can go. And I fully understand that it can get what we call deep, okay? Um, and so I understand that. But overall, I've watched many, even here, who just can't seem to have a conversation with God on a father-child level. It always has to be something that's just so deep and so hard, so emotional and on the floor the whole time and so very closed off to most people who would walk in to join it. And if you don't do it like we're doing it, then you ain't doing it right. And and listen, I would hate for my children to walk into the room and fall on the floor and cry and wail and say, Father, Father, mayest thou giveth thine child a drink, Father. I mean, come on. And this is what we're doing. There's, I understand emotion, and I understand your heart exploding in the presence of God and how overwhelming that can be. But every single time, like, you can't just talk to him? Because, well, if you aren't praying like I am with deep wailing and mourning and crying and falling on the floor bent over like you're in pain and your face all filled with tears and snot and frowning and looking like you're, you know, you, like uh, you're staring off into the third heaven, then you ain't praying at all. It's such a lie. What people need is to simply learn. Just like children learning how to speak. It's innate and it's learned. Number three, it's matured. So the ability that we have to hear God, it's innate. The ability to hear God is learned, and the ability to hear God is matured, maturity. So with our children, they go through the cycle in the natural. Children, before they are taught, will say things that they're not supposed to say. Like, you know, man, you're fat. Hey, hey, Grandma, how old are you, right? Wow, you're really bald, you know. No, we have to teach them maturity. So some philosophies in hearing... God that to me are immature, like a message a minute. So these are the people who will tell you that they hear God all day long. Oh, God just talks to me. He talks to me all day long. I mean, at least 300 times a day. I mean, you know, he's just, you know, they're in a restaurant and they would say, oh, wow, wow, God just told me not to put uh, salt on my food. You know, they walk outside and they hear thunder somewhere and they're like, oh, 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 glory to God. God just told me there's a storm coming. (laughs) Okay, okay. I mean, do you really want God to have to tell you everything to do? I knew a man who told me that God tells him what socks to wear every morning that he sat on the edge of his bed and would wait to hear what socks to wear. Okay. I mean, can God communicate with us on a regular basis? Yeah. But my own mama didn't have to tell me what socks and underwear to wear daily once I matured enough to know better. Hello? Right? Only up to a point that once you mature, then no, I didn't need her telling me daily. God wants to speak to us all the time for sure, but not just for instruction alone, but also and mostly for fellowship. Mostly, I said mostly for fellowship. Me, mostly, we communicate for stuff and info. My wants, my needs, right? What parent out there wants to have their children... Um, wants to have to tell their children every single thing to do once they're in their 40s. We want them to make their own wise decisions. God can speak all day long to you. There's no doubt. 
but the person that gets a word from God every minute, probably not the best thing. The next thing that needs to be matured is the point uh, and hope philosophy. These are those people who open their Bibles and they close their eyes and they point at something and they hope they hear God. Now, again, I'm not saying that you can't open your Bible and it fall to a place where God speaks to you. He can. Not hard for that to happen. But I would not do that on every decision. A famous Christian author, it doesn't matter who he is, you probably don't know, but he was talking about this exact thing, hearing God and how he was encouraged to find his life verse in the Bible, that God would take your birth date and speak to you with a corresponding scripture. And he's like, okay, I was born in 1935. So he went to Genesis 1935. They got drunk and slept with him. <laughs> okay, wow, okay. Now, see, I don't believe in that philosophy. And the last one, the uh, um, K sera sera philosophy, right? It's, it's the whatever will be, will be. Not a great philosophy on hearing God, meaning that whatever I choose, well, that must be God's will. I hope you understand that our choices are not always God's will for our life. But I know people like this. Oh, I only do whatever the father says. Well, not exactly. You mean you're doing things and saying the father said to do it because you did it. You know, it's more like I did this, so I'm going to need you to bless that, Lord. Okay. Yeah, you know, we need to mature to that place where we can hear God's voice. I, I call it this. It's the difference of making um, good decisions or God decisions, right? I mean, there's some good decisions you could do that could keep you busy. Uh, you could have some success. There could be some things. But then there's some God decisions that are like, oh, wow, the perfect will of God, right? Going to succeed for sure. So we need to mature to that place where we can hear God's voice and make the right decisions. I remember my mother had been struggling with some health issues. And uh, she had ended up in the hospital where a doctor was saying, you've got to have emergency surgery right now. And I prayed and I knew for sure that God told me that she should not. And that if she did, I mean, I called her. I said, mom, I'm sorry, but listen to me. If you do this, you're going to die. You are not going to make it off the table alive, mom. You're not going to make it off the table alive. I'm telling you, I, I know this for sure that God told me this. And so she told them and they kept insisting. No, you have to, you have to. And she said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I want a second opinion, ma'am. This is just what it is. You need to do this. No, I want a second opinion. So the next doctor comes in. He's like, okay, listen, I'll run the scan again because I need you to see what's going on here and why we're saying we need to do this. We need to get to it quick. So I'm, I'm going to do this again, Carolyn, and, uh, but we need to get on this. So he does, and now they're all like, and they're looking at this scan and they're calling somebody else and, oh, hey, wow, we shouldn't do the surgery. We didn't see that before. Uh, yeah, you would have bled out. We didn't see that ulcer behind the thing and we would have cut, the, you would have bled out. So they treated the whole thing with medication, didn't have to operate. This is what I'm talking about hearing God. This wasn't about having an accurate prophetic word. This was about God speaking to save my mother's life in real time. In real time, in a matter of, of seconds, really, her sending this to me, me hearing God, me responding immediately. This was me hearing my father God in real time for her to say no to them because usually she went along with whatever they said but she would have died. So bottom line, you and I are sheep. God wants to speak to you. John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. All of us sheep here, not just the deep ones, the ones that fall out and cry and yell and all of that. My sheep hear my voice. The ones who have been in it for a while, 
the ones who are maybe just born again. We have the ability to hear his voice because it's innate. You're born with that ability. It's learned and it can and should be matured to a point that we can know what to say, when to say, how to say, and when to just shut up and listen. All right, we are sheep. Learn to hear God's voice. Don't just settle for, I, I don't ever hear from God. Learn it. You'll eventually get to the point that it's like a mama. She can pick her child's voice out from a hundred others. And that child can pick out that mama's voice when she's calling you. You know what I'm talking about. When they use your full name and you hear that mama's voice, you know who that is. You know that's your mama. Learn to hear from your father. All right, that's all the time I have for today. Good Lord, I am so sorry I forgot today was Thursday, but we got it in. That's all the time I have for today's podcast. Thank you for joining me on the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Hey, I want you to do me a favor and listen up here now. If this podcast is a blessing to you, pray about supporting us financially, guys. We are booming here, but we're looking to continue to expand the reach a lot more places, the reach of this podcast on some other major carriers so we can better spread that good news. So if you would like to support the podcast, jump over to twoguysinabible.com, T-W-O, guysinabible.com. You're going to see a button there that says donate. Hey, press that button. Put in there that, hey, I love the new old school podcast. Help us continue to attempt the ridiculous and achieve the miraculous. 